Gems of Youth Work, Sharing Precious Practices. Welcome to Gems of Youth Work. I'm your host, Markus Fretscher, and today we have the great honor of having with us Milika Hirmo. She's coordinator at the Salto Participation Information Resource Center, and she's here to talk to us about how to use the tool of customer journey mapping to enhance inclusion and diversity in European learning mobility programs, such as Erasmus Plus and the European Solidarity Corps. So in other words, how to reach out and engage with target groups beyond the usual suspects and what have been the lessons learned along the way of employing the customer journey mapping tool to our European mobility programs. So, hi, Melika. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today at Gems of Youth Work. Thank you for inviting me. Um, how would you describe yourself? Very, not very shortly, but how would you describe yourself? Like a listener that just listens to your voice? What image could the person have in, in their head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the listener could imagine me sitting in a cozy room with full of books, plants, art, and a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a dog, while outside is snowy and minus two degrees Celsius, I am feeling very comfortable, relaxed, smiling here uh, with all of you. And yeah, I think this is uh, this is my space at the moment. Because you said it's it's comfy and cold outside, so you're connecting from Tartu in Estonia, no? Yes, I am in uh, South Estonia. And what's your story? Uh, what's about you and youth work? How did this, in a nutshell, what's your relation to youth work? How did it start and, and how did you end up in a positive sense <laughs> at Salto? <laughs> That's been a, a, quite a journey. And as we are talking about journeys today, I think it's very fitting. My first interaction with youth work was when I joined the youth organization myself, the youth organization called AEG. Ah. And I became active there first just as a member and then quickly as an organizer of youth exchanges, seminars, events, uh, newcomer trainings. Ended up in the board of the local antenna and also did my back then called European Voluntary Service eventually. So it really opened many doors doors for me and eventually also many hearts my own included, <laughs> I still have many friends from that period with whom I'm in close contact. And yeah, now I'm a coordinator at Salto Participation and Information. However, I did have a break from youth work for several years. So it's a comeback in a way. Right. And uh, I can tell you work in, in communication because you put it so beautifully. It can already almost be a slogan for the European Voluntary Service or what's nowadays the European Solidarity Corps. It opened many doors for me and many hearts, including my own. <laughs> it's a very beautiful way of it putting it. It came by accident. It, wasn't a, <laughs> it was not the professional plan. But yes, my background is in communication and uh, activism, I would also say. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just where, where did you do your European voluntary service back then? Austria, Salzburg. And uh, to conclude this blog, what is um, nowadays, what keeps you motivated in youth work to work in this field? Where, where is your passion, so to say? 
Mm, that's a very good question. I'm very motivated to encourage active citizenship and uh, contribute to better democracies. And I see youth work having a huge role and potential in improving our society. And for me, the motivation lies in this exact active citizenship. I think youth work has huge potential in solving or helping to solve many of the modern day problems, starting from um, lack of uh, civic space, uh, reducing democratic spaces, um, fake news, many, many topics. And I think youth work is something that impacts people, not just the young people and the youth workers, but anyone who has had uh, connections with youth work. So I see there is a huge potential in putting youth work into practice of shaping better democracies. Getting to know the case. In early 2021, as far as I'm informed, um, on behalf of Salto with all DNAs, you launched a customer journey mapping process. Could you shortly tell us what is a customer journey mapping process? It sounds quite fancy. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I will use my own words. There yes. are many definitions around, but for me, customer journey is in our context how does the beneficiary, young person, youth worker, organization feel and act when he or she interacts with the EU youth programs? Uh, how do they hear about, uh, what do they feel about this program opportunities? Is it clear and understandable for them? Will they want to get engaged? When they get engaged, how is their experience? So it's step by step from first hearing about opportunity, it can be also a product or an event, whatever, and then how you end up in the end of your journey. How do mm -hmm. you feel and how do you think about this experience? Are you happy? Are you interested in contributing more? Are you becoming more engaged or are you becoming disengaged? And I think this is for youth work a key uh, focus word, how to make people engaged. All right, so so you take the point of view really from the customer. You walk in the shoes of the customer and you look at all stages, not just the interaction with the program, but even how to hear about it or how you feel about it afterwards, if you stay loyal to it, if you become an ambassador. Hmm. Exactly, exactly. The whole concept is that we are not communicating what we want to say or what we have to say, but we are trying to have a, meaningful dialogue or communication from the perspective of the person we are communicating to. We are often doing this common error that we assume that we know what the young people want, uh, or we base our opinion on what they want or how they should be interacted with from our experience. But however, we have never communicated with any of the young people we have never communicated with before. So why haven't been they engaged? What could stop them? What could uh, keep them skeptical? Why aren't they interested? Or maybe they are interested, but there are some barriers. Uh, I've learned from the EU youth programs and from Ray research that usually the people who 
have been involved in the EU youth programs are happy about their experience. Of course, some more and less, but generally people are happy, they are thankful, they see the value in it. However, we have the situation that we have so-called reoccurring clients. So once you get through the door, you come again and again and again and you feel more confident. But we still have many young people who have never heard about the program opportunities or never participated. The question is why? And we cannot assume that their ways of communication or getting the information from is exactly the same ones uh, with whom we are currently communicating. They might have completely different needs. So empathy is really, really important. Understanding the types of people you're communicating and not assuming that they are the same with whom you're used to communicate. Okay, this sounds a bit like design thinking also. Is it related somehow? Yes, customer journey mapping is uh, part of uh, design thinking uh, methodology, which uh, I'm a big fan of uh, design thinking. It's really helped me in rethinking my own mm -hmm. work and my own field. Okay, and uh, as, as you... Ah, by the way, what was the reason for doing this process exactly in 2021? Is it related to the launch of the new program period or after some research that showed that you have these, as you call them, recurring clients? What was the, the, the trigger behind it and, and the expected outcome? Many, many things, actually, and all the things you mentioned. So the start uh, of the new programs, uh, the realization of the national agencies that they are successful in um, getting the attention and involvement of some type of beneficiaries, but not so much with others. Mm -hmm. The new horizontal priorities, the more focus on inclusion and trying to reach out to those young people and, and also youth workers who haven't been so actively involved, looking who are we missing out. So these things are definitely something that national agencies are always keeping in mind how to reach mm -hmm. out to more or different groups. So this definitely as well. Plus, um, we had also, yes, some research that showed that we are successful in some parts, keeping the ones we have already engaged, but maybe not so successful in getting to new groups, new mm -hmm. uh, realities. And can you give examples of groups and... and uh customers, so to say, that would be great to reach, but they have they are not being reached currently. What kind of people can we think about? Who could who else could be participants in Erasmus and Solidarity Corps who's currently not too much reached? Well, this varies a little bit from country to country, of course. Mm -hmm. The situation between bigger countries and smaller countries, which might differ. But think about all people who don't have as many opportunities as your average uh, middle-class person. So people with different abilities, uh, people in the rural areas, uh, people with from um, um, economically more complicated backgrounds, uh, people who haven't maybe considered or haven't been able to go to the university or it's just not in their plans. So there is huge variety in the people, people who are working, uh, um, people who are supporting their families, mm -hmm. immigrant uh, young people or youth workers. So 
it's actually quite many diverse groups which might sound intimidating, but mapping them out is really important to design better communication strategies. And what, I don't know if you had some findings about this, but what are the reasons for these people not engaging with the program? I guess one can be that they're not aware of the program, but are there also other reasons like they know about the program, but do not feel it's something about them or they don't dare to, or it doesn't sound attractive enough. What, what are, know. so to say, the, 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 the main reasons for people not engaging with the program? Well, we didn't have a full European research, uh, which we organized, but there were some, um, some of the findings. Uh, first, uh, for those who have never done the project, the process might sound intimidating because it mm -hmm. requires project management and project planning and reporting and uh, budgeting tasks. And if you have ever never done this, you might not know how to even start. There, of course, national agencies can and want to uh, support, but maybe it's not always communicated so simply, like just join, our door is open, we have <laughs> events for you where you can start. So this kind of bureaucracy um, fear. Um, the other thing is exactly what you said, that they just haven't heard, that the information has been maybe in the channels or in places where those people don't interact so much. Um, the third one um, could be uh, uh, connected to the fact that uh, we learned, of course, that the best recommendation or loyalty trust mechanism is peer-to-peer uh, -peer or mm -hmm. uh, recommendations. And if uh, you wouldn't recommend, then obviously you would also doubt or he be hesitant if I should do something, if I would, should go abroad. But I guess we only uh, scratched the surface and with our exercise, we couldn't solve each countries, which are more than 30 countries, uh, specific problems, but we gave the national agencies tools, methodologies and some ideas where to dig deeper to solve the problems and, and uh, to reduce the gaps. A bit back to, to the process of, of actually doing a customer journey mapping, what are some of the tools you would use when you want to understand the perspective and the journey of the customer? Do, do you call them and talk to them or how, how would you find out about how how is the experience from side of the customer? Mm -hmm. uh, also, a very good question here. There are uh, in the design thinking process many practical templates, methodologies, and recommendations. And I think there is quite a lot of information out there. But the obvious thing that people usually know more is that you try to get the representatives of your target groups mm -hmm. into focus group interviews, or you do questionnaires, or you do um, consultations. And we did all that. Uh, but additional, what I would recommend, where usually people don't pay attention to, is the persona building, for instance, mm -hmm. and also the empathy map, which is very, very useful. And with the persona building, you are trying to create a real face, name, age, interests, hobbies, a persona. And you can even, and you should even illustrate it. And you create mm -hmm. different types of personas. And then you go to the empathy level and see what do they want? What are their interests? What are their, you know, turnoffs? What they don't like? Uh, how, what are, how are they interacting? Where? And this helps you to uh, 
not assume, but put yourself in the shoes of the potential beneficiary of your activities. And of course, this is just the initial mind exercise that stretches your mind to think outside of your own conceptual thinking. And you should still do the focus groups and to test whether the personas you created with your uh, team or with your partners are actually in, in reality the same kind of personas. And they are mm -hmm. somehow specific, but not too specific. It should give you the feeling that you're actually communicating not to young people, but to let's say Nicholas, a 17-year-old, not going to mm -hmm. high school, having issues with uh, his parents, but really into hip-hop and street art, for instance. Uh, and then you can see who do you need to reach and who do you need to prioritize and, and how to reach them. All right, so you build a concrete example. Okay. Transfer service. So this process that was done was targeted at, at national agencies and saltos, salto resource centers. Um, if we have no youth workers listening to us and, and managers and youth work organizations, um, what could they take away from this? Uh, would a customer journey mapping approach also make sense for them? Absolutely. I really recommend uh, youth workers, uh, youth work organizations uh, and youth organizations uh, in general to explore the design thinking methodology. It is really a great tool. And even if it feels in the beginning too much and too intimidating, there is luckily uh, good experts in the youth field who understand your work and who understand, understand design thinking, you can get on board. It's definitely uh, big work, but it will be absolutely useful. It's something that we should all do at some parts of our organizational life, I think. Mm -hmm. So you said it it looks intimidating in the beginning. What's what's the effort? Is it can it is it like a minimum viable product, so to say? Can you do it on a small scale also, or is it something that you say no? This will take at least half a year to do. Like what what's the minimum effort you would say? I guess it depends what you want to get out of it. Uh, from my experience, there is no free exercise and a huge impact on the organizational mm. culture or communication strategies because um, even just uh, our project, uh, from the beginning of creating the project, getting uh, experts involved, getting national agencies on board, having a regular meetings, doing the focus group interviews, persona building, uh, uh, online surveys, gathering this input, analyzing, and we had a big team actually. It took uh, it took us more than uh, six months. Mm -hmm. Of course, we did it in a big scale, but it could have also been bigger. But I feel that if you take this as a strategy of your organization to improve your service to the beneficiaries, you can plan it in a bite-sized step, step by step. You don't need to be there immediately. You, you should consider with some patience that it takes time and it's good to take time for reflections, not to rush it. But of course, mm -hmm. you can do elements of it. For instance, persona building, it can be a quick few hours workshop uh, uh, with the team and with some uh, beneficiaries 
where you just get a better understanding of uh, who are you communicating when you're, for instance, looking for volunteers. And it, it will already help you. Or Empathy Map, it's... Uh, it's it, all those tools of design thinking can be used separately pretty well, and they are mm -hmm. very useful. However, the best uh, result is when you when you see the whole journey and the elements of it. But uh, like I said, of course, you can plan for less, and you will still get much better result than if you wouldn't use that tool. From your experiences, observation, or also from the findings due to customer journey mapping. Are there some, let's say, classic mistakes that are done by youth work organizations in the communication, classic traps? Or are there some two, three areas uh, that should be explored more? You mentioned before, for instance, the relevance of word of, more, word of mouth and information coming from peers. Do you have some more of these lovely tips and tricks like, hey, don't forget about this, or this is a really good area to consider? I don't believe in unique and quick uh, know-it-all answers, but mm -hmm. uh, the, the tip is definitely explore where do your target groups really communicate. Uh, we learned that some of the channels of the national agencies were appreciated and were relevant, and some weren't so relevant for the target group. So the, you might sometimes assume or you might be used to um, communicate in some channels and you realize uh, after analysis that spending energy there is not the best way to spend your working hours or your staff members or your volunteers. They should maybe direct your attention somewhere else. So ask your target group is the key recommendation. Mm -hmm. The second common mistake is that we feel the pressure to be everywhere because there are so many channels, there is so much information, there is excess or overload of information and channels. So I would recommend to aim really well based on your personas and your own strategic goals and reduce the number of channels because in youth work field, we always struggle with um, limited resources. That includes people and volunteers we are using. So we don't want to work in an unsustainable way. We have to make choices and the choices are smarter when there are less and when they are based on personas. And the third one, what I see is not so often done is uh, prototyping and testing, which is very much design thinking tool. There is a saying in startups that fail fast and fail small instead of you know failing slowly mm -hmm. and big. So don't be afraid of smaller mess-ups. Um, enjoy them, use them as um, input. Don't feel intimidated about them, but do them with purpose. Uh, testing means some mistakes, so that's also fine uh, in the communication, even though we might feel that the end result is so holy that if we mess up, we are failing. But I don't know any success project where there hasn't been struggle or some failures. So you mentioned challenges and uh... I don't want to say failing, but finding ways that are not optimal to do it. <laughs> Did you have some of these experiences when running the customer journey mapping project or in the findings where you said, okay, these were some communication strategies we had that did not work so well. So what about challenges and fuck-ups, so to say? <laughs> yes, I like to speak uh, with, with openly about the... Uh, 
mess-ups and situations that didn't go so well because we are often being shared the success stories and it makes us feel like the top professionals or people are doing it effortlessly. And sometimes you are lucky, but most of the time it's trial and error, trial and error. And when I first started talking about it, many stakeholders were skeptical, actually. I felt I'm the only one trying to get this methodology through to the youth work field. And I didn't see anyone else. It doesn't mean that they didn't exist, but I hadn't met them yet. And it was sometimes very frustrating trying to introduce a a different approach uh, to the work of youth field, which often sees themselves very separate from, let's say, corporate or business mindset. But I sincerely believe that you can learn from different methodologies from different fields. And it's in a modern day very common that they are being transferred from field to field. And I actually struggled and even caught some negative feedback (laughs) uh, for about one and a half years. um, Also from some national agencies actually initially how does it even connect to communication? It might be that I was unsuccessful, unsuccessful in communicating that. But this was this this could have stopped me, of course, and it this could have caused the situation to give up and and offer you know what was needed. But then suddenly uh, we received um, a message from a national agency said that they are really into it. They listened what was discussed before. In the beginning, they didn't resonate, but then they reflected a little bit and are now curious, has any of the RNAs built personas or customer journeys? And if so, what was their experience? And this is how it all started. So again, the patience. You might be somewhere with your message, but sometimes the timing is wrong or sometimes your message is not on a practical level to them. So I probably made my own mistakes with introducing the idea. I probably assumed that they want to do it, but it came a bit later. So I could have considered this as a failure because we could have started it all um, two years before, but I think that's just life also. So one of the challenges uh, regarding what uh, we see uh, among organizations, youth work organizations and national agencies, I think the the big challenge is somehow react fast, with especially with the COVID times. Um, there were some organizations who struggled in rearranging their work fast enough to fit the needs. Um, they managed, but it wasn't easy. And I think everybody in youth work can resonate with that. So sometimes there are these force measures where you cannot... Uh, really help Uh, you cannot be the first in line and perfect in line it's just I think our field the technology communication is changing so quickly that even this causes so many challenges and potential mess ups as well but you shouldn't be afraid of them if we start shaming uh, mess ups then we are losing an opportunity were there things have there been things that surprised you when analyzing the communication or implementing the customer journey mapping projects? Unexpected results of any nature? One thing that was a little bit surprising for everyone uh, was the fact that, uh, for instance, Erasmus Plus doesn't always mean for everyone equally positive thing. 
because people might have had bad experience or they see an advertisement that has been done in maybe not the best professional quality and they lose trust. So these are some things that you might not be able to control fully uh, as a youth worker, but it's really eye-opening to, to discover what fears or distrusts or skeptical thinkings there are and who are these people who have had bad experience. And this is where the customer journey mapping is great because you learn about the pains of the customer or the, the person who has been involved and you can address them in a suitable way. Another thing that uh, came out and has also been my experience is that there is a huge role in partnerships mm-hmm. and working with multipliers. And in youth work, we often work with uh, you know usual suspects. We co contact the same organizations, the same people we feel comfortable with. It's very non-formal. It's very much person-based. But we should map the potential multipliers and channels and people and organizations also outside of our usual suspect round of our comfort zone and see where we could bring meaningful cooperation there. Because my experience is that best communication is cooperation. Really meaningful cooperation, not just please disseminate this and figure out your own copy and and add this photo and just do it, but really seeing how could we approach a challenge or do something together so that everybody gets something out of it and has a good time doing it. So multipliers and partnerships is something that wasn't a surprise, but was something that made us all think that we should pay more attention to this because there is strength in unity, which sounds like a cliche, but if you really do it, you will see the results, not maybe necessarily quick results, but long-lasting results. Is there anything else that you have as a takeaway from this whole process for yourself, as a learning point, as an insight? Actually, my takeaway uh, is based on my own customer journey, so to say, Mm -hmm. with youth work, because I joined it, I was enthusiastic, I saw the opportunities, I really enjoyed it. I thought everyone should be involved in it. And then I took a break for several, several years doing completely different things in a different field. Uh, still for the civic society, but not necessarily with youth works and not really with the youth programs anymore. And then I returned. And what I learned was in a way that youth work was, yes, it had involved, evolved, but it was Still the way I remembered it and about uh, 10 years had passed between that time. And for me, it made me wonder, are we still too much in our comfort zone? Are we exploring enough what's happening outside of the youth field? I've heard discussions of, um, you know, we shouldn't cooperate with this organization or that organization or but this is too much corporate or this is too much business or we are not this. Of course, you shouldn't stand against your values, but I think we should be very curious about what's happening in our fields. For instance, what's happening within international NGOs and civic movements at large, even if they are not program beneficiaries, why aren't they? It's the question also. How are they functioning? How are they building their teams of volunteers? How are they motivating people? This is all something we can learn from. So... My own realization was that, huh, we sometimes get with the best intentions stuck in our own youth work bubble. 
And it's good to pop it and challenge yourself and then go to an event which is not youth work related, but the topic is relevant. And this is why for me, customer journey mapping, the whole process, how it started, how how I started uh, advocating it as well, was based on an event or conference I attended, which wasn't the youth work conference. There wasn't a single youth worker or youth field specialist there. It was just me in the field of designers, startup leaders, out of my, so to say, work comfort zone in the role I was. And I think it's one tool that is becoming more and more popular among youth workers, international youth workers, local youth workers. So let's explore outside of our own bubble. Final message. You, you talked about transformations that you saw in the last 10 years and then things that didn't transform and the, the need to get out of our bubble. What is your forecast for the future of youth work? What do you think might happen in the next 10, 20 years or so in youth work? Mm, this is very interesting. I don't know, really. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> Fortune telling is not my strong <laughs> However, I do have a hope uh, or a uh -huh. wish, and I and and I think it's connected to what I said last that there is more synergies between the fields. That youth work is not an isolated island of I don't know friendship and and unity and 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 values. That we are actively becoming more of those speakers of those values, integrating those good practices uh, outside of the youth field and we are bringing it back to our field what others have which is useful that we are becoming much more flexible as a youth work field much more dynamic uh, we are challenging ourselves uh, with fun of course not with suffering always and uh, yeah I, I feel that in 10 years uh, youth work could have much more prestige in um, all levels of society. It's not just the individual profession of some where they take care of young people with uh, less opportunities, but it's really something which is seen as an integrated and relevant part of society, including decision-making. Thank you so much, Melika, for, for joining us today. So let's keep fighting for design thinking the recognition of youth work and the bursting of our bubbles. Absolutely. And don't forget to have fun with it because design thinking can make your work much more fun and you can play a lot with it. And the whole methodology is about playing. So I think it fits really well for the youth workers. So try it out and let us know how you like it. In today's episode of Gems of Youth Work, We've had with us Melika Hemo, coordinator at Salto Participation Information Resource Center, and she shared with us her passion for design thinking and customer journey mapping. She shared with us lessons learned along the way of applying the customer journey mapping tool to the European Learning Mobility programs. She underlined the relevance of never assuming, never just thinking we are great and we're doing great and we know what the target group wants and needs. No. It needs to be 
user-centered, client-centered. So involve the target group, walk in their shoes, use surveys, focus groups, research, later prototype, ideate, learn from it, design possible strategies and tools, prototype them and test them. And always by directly involving the target. Melika also shared with us how there has been initial resistance in the youth work sector to apply this tool and why it is relevant and makes a lot of sense to apply this tool, even if in the beginning the effort seems to be very big, but it brings us so much closer to the needs and realities of our target groups and helps us ultimately to deliver higher quality and reach more impact in our sector. We hope you will join us also for future episodes of Gems of YouthWork. Stay tuned. Gems of YouthWork is funded by the Erasmus Plus program of the European Commission with the support of the Estonian National Agency.